Hi everybody, this is Ozzy's Odyssey, episode 5. I am recording from a new place. We have moved our business. We'll talk more about that later. Um, and I think, I think I'm going to name this episode something along the lines of Know When You're Dicked. Um, we've been out of this for a little over a month now, probably more. Uh, had a bunch of life changes. Took some time off. Trying to... Uh, recalibrate a little bit get back into the swing of things and there will be more of that to come in this episode so I guess how I'm going to start is by saying I needed to take my own advice um, I like what I do I love what I do um, but the business where I was at and what I was doing just wasn't cutting it for me and upon some further reflection of myself and looking at what I wanted out of life, I realized we were going down the road I didn't want to go down. So, uh, decided to leave the big place behind. We're no longer at the big dealership. I no longer have to have a ton of cars on the lot. I am downsizing back to my house where it's comfortable, where I don't have to work nearly as hard um, to make the same amount of money. Is really the big kicker is I realized that I don't like working my life away. I, The entire reason I started this business was so that I would have more time, not less. And I just felt like it was consuming everything. Um, so yeah, did some changes. We just moved out. Um, it is May 2nd today. We were out as of yesterday. I've still got a couple things to clean up over there, but nothing major. My yard is an absolute clusterfuck. I have cars everywhere. I don't know how I'm going to mow my grass, uh, the grass that does survive, because I'm sure I'm going to have car-sized patches all over the place. Um, this week I'm going to spend organizing, getting my shop ready, getting the yard ready, scrapping a bunch of junk. Um, so for about the next month, I'm taking off of work, I guess, so to speak. Uh, I really don't have much for cars to sell. Uh, when the stimulus came out and everybody bought, I just didn't didn't replace what I sold. So I sold pretty much the entire lot. The only thing I've got left is a Hummer, which uh, can fuck right off. That might go back to auction this week. Aside from that, uh, mostly my own stuff that I moved home, either project cars or this or that. Um, I've got a fleet of Ford F-150s. Apparently I liked F-150s. Uh, as I was lining them up in my field, I was like, damn, there's like five of them right there and they're all identical. Different colors is about it. Um, so yeah, that's where I've been and what I've been doing. It's been busy and hard for me to collect my thoughts. Um, I've just been going hard for the last month trying to get all of this stuff taken care of and now I'm sick because that's exactly what happens it's one of those things where like you go hard for so long that you know as soon as it's done your body's gonna get sick and uh, yeah that's exactly what happened so I feel like garbage um, I've got a sore throat I've got a runny nose um, probably don't sound like myself today but it's a Sunday and I just decided I wanted to catch you guys up make an episode let you know what's going on and kind of give you a rundown of why I'm doing what I'm doing and what our future plans are and 
let you know that I am still alive. I'm still here, and I'm still going to keep making podcasts. Preferably, um, I'm, I'm leaning towards three days a week. I'm going to actually try to sit down. They might not be as long, um, just because content might be difficult for the first little while here. But, uh, yeah, there I am with the ums again. Either way, I need some practice. We're going to get to it. Uh, I'm going to start a YouTube page. We're going to do some YouTube videos, Bryce and I. Uh, Bryce is my co-host on the other podcast, which we've also been neglecting. That is Two Guys, One Shop, if you want to check it out. Completely different than this podcast. Um, much more shenanigans, much more obscenities, much less safe for work, if you can even get less safe for work. Um, it's me and Bryce, unfiltered, two guys that work in a shop, so you can kind of imagine what that episodes are like. Uh, we're going to start a YouTube page similar to our Two Guys One Shop, only it's going to be a little bit of what we do at work. Um, videos of us working on stuff. Um, a couple weeks ago I set myself on fire. Would have been really cool to have on video, but yeah, we didn't have it, so... Uh, hopefully we'll do some stuff like that. I've got a friend named Todd who might be running a camera for us. We're in the process of next month building a new shop here at my house. So we might actually throw cameras up right when we build it. Get a camera in each corner and maybe stream what we do. We're not sure. Still in the works on all of it. I know that working on fucking Malibus and Impalas is driving me crazy. It's not what I wanted to do with my life. And I'm not doing it no more because I don't have to because I'm the captain of this boat and I'm going to take control which is a little bit of what I wanted to talk about today um, I, I honestly don't remember what's in my earlier episodes because it's been so long since I recorded them so if I say anything that's hypocritical uh, well that's just me I do that a lot anybody who knows me knows I'm a hypocrite uh, do as I say not as I do maybe I don't know so when we originally started the business the whole intention was i was going to sell cars to make enough cash flow that i could restore cars because that's what i really like to do or at least like the idea of doing because honestly i've never had enough cash flow really to restore a nice car i've done some cheaper cars uh, i've done an mgb um, i've done some project cars for other people but nothing to the degree that i want to do so since we've been doing this for almost three years, I have gained tons and tons of projects. I have gained tons and tons of experience. And I am not the least bit scared to take on something like this, a big challenge. The problem I've been having is time. Um, if I have money, I don't have time. And if I have time, I don't have money because my cash flow is a roller coaster throughout the year. Tax season, I have more money than I know what to do with and no time to spend it. And then I come into the fall after a long summer and I have no money whatsoever and all the time in the world. So, we're trying to find a balance between making money and having time. The easiest way I could find to do that was to cut a huge cost out of my life, which is running the shop, um, because I hated doing it. It really wasn't my thing. And me, my wife, and Bryce trying to run a shop that used to be run by 10 people 
that has the capacity to keep 50 cars on the lot is just overwhelming. Um, I, I suffered from overwhelm a lot while we were at the shop. Uh, there were days where I'd come in and I would just catch a case of bad attitude and there was no way to fix it. It was just crippling. Uh, so yeah, it's one of those things that becomes difficult to deal with. And although we could have stayed and we could have made it work because we were making it work, um, I didn't like the direction my life was going. Not liking the direction your life is going is something a lot of people deal with. I realize that. There are plenty of people that will probably listen to this episode and say, hey, just get over it. You were making money. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but if you're making all the money in the world and you can't sleep at night and, you know, two out of seven days a week you want to swallow a bullet, it's not the job for you. You're not doing it right because you only get one life to live. There's no go-backs. You can't buy time back. Regardless of how much money you make, time is your finite thing. And when you're wasting your time doing something you hate, you're doing it wrong. So, I'm going to find a way to get paid to do what I love. Um, which is, realistically, uh, fuck around, play with cars, be an ass. Which, I, I have since been watching YouTube and realizing that... Uh, one, you don't need a good personality to be on YouTube, because I've seen plenty of people with shitty personalities um, that are making big money. Uh, two, you don't need experience, because I've watched plenty of people on YouTube that do dumb shit and have no idea what they're doing, that I know more than them, and yet they're the ones making money. So, I have terrible imposter syndrome, and we're going to find a way to get over that. So that is one of my personal challenges that I'm going to have to deal with here shortly. But between this podcast, between a YouTube channel, and between doing what I want to do for a change, we're going to do that. So, we're going to hit rewind just a little bit. Um, not a lot of it, but I'm going to kind of talk about some of the things that went wrong. Some of the things that went wrong in my starting of my business, not so much my starting, because the starting went right. The first six months of my business when I was at home and I was doing what I loved were probably the best six months I would almost say the best six months of my life I had money to do what I wanted to do I was doing what I wanted to do I loved every day um, it, it was a good time and then I wouldn't say I got greedy but I had a lot of people whispering in my ears and that's something that I am quickly learning if you want to be successful you need to ignore because there's plenty of people who live their life somewhere between mediocrity and absolute failure that want to tell you how to live your life and at this point I'm done listening to all of them I'm done listening to anybody that doesn't make more money than me or live a better life than me because if they make more than me yeah they may be qualified to tell me how to improve my life Keyword improve, not follow their absolute lead. Because I know plenty of people that are rich that are miserable. And then I know plenty of people that are living the time of their life, but they ain't got a dollar to their name. And I don't want to be like them either. What I have learned is when I follow my gut, and I do what I think is right, and I do run my business the way I think my business should run, it runs well. 
The problem is everybody else feels compelled. For some reason, they feel like there's some invite there to tell me how to run my shit. And I'm done dealing with it. I've had people tell me, why would you do that to your car? Well, fuck you, it's my car. And that's the way I'm going to start running my business. When they say, why don't you blah, blah, blah. I'm going to cut them right off at why don't you. And I'm going to say, fuck off. When you pay my bills, you can tell me how to run my business. Because another thing that I've found since moving out of my shop, and it's been a fairly short amount of time, is there are plenty of people that are fair weather friends. But as soon as you don't have a shop or a place to work or a trailer they can borrow or a car they can borrow or money they can borrow, they disappear. And if you're letting those people have any impact on your life, again, you're fucking doing it wrong. So, these are all things that I've had to learn the hard way. That tends to be my, the way I run life, is I learn everything the hard way. Excuse me, I had to get a drink. Uh, and I'm done doing it. I'm just, uh, I might seem like an asshole. I might come off as a bit of an asshole. Um, for those of you who listen to my show or uh, hear the inner workings of my head that are going to be on this show, it'll make sense to you. But for those of, uh, for some of those people that have surrounded me in my life, they're probably going to think, man, he turned into an asshole. And what it really is, is uh, I'm done taking anyone's shit. Simple as that. Uh, the people who've been behind me, the people who've supported me, I'm calling out Jesse and I'm calling out Alex both of you, because I know you listen to this episode, or you listen to this show, uh, you're probably the two people that I trust more than anybody, and neither of you tend to try and tell me what to do, and when you do, you don't care if I tell you to fuck off. And I do actually call you both for advice. So, I'm going to call you two out on this show, in a good way, to say, you're doing it right, everybody else can fuck off. What more can I say? I took notes. Oh yeah, we lost our way in business. That's, I think that's where we went wrong. Because we, when we started, had a business plan that we weren't going to be primarily selling cars. The cars were supposed to be there in the background. That was supposed to be something we did to get cash flow while I was restoring cars. And somewhere, and it probably came when I moved to a shop with two hoists and tire changers and everything else. At that point, we turned into more of a service slash car sales, neither of which I'm interested in. I absolutely hate sales, especially selling cars. Um, it wouldn't be bad if I was selling cars I didn't have to work on, but when you put your literally your blood, sweat, and tears in them, not so much the tears, but I've bled on a lot of those fucking cars, and then some asshole has the nerve to show up and offer you like half what you're asking when you know how much work you've got in it. It can be infuriating. And then if you were to tell that person, hey, uh, you can go dine on a penis because I'm not selling you this fucking car for that price, then you get bad reviews. You don't deal with that when you're dealing in higher end cars. You deal with that when you're flipping Impalas. When you're selling something rare or hard to get, people don't have that tendency. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but by and large it doesn't happen. Because of the few niche cars that I have sold, 
I have never had trouble selling them. I've actually had confidence in selling them. It's, it's one of those things where when somebody shows up and they lowball you, you look them right in the eye and go, find another one. Oh, wait, you can't. So buy this one and give me my fucking money. Maybe not in those words, but that's what I'm getting at. They, they don't haggle as much on price. They pay what you're asking or close. And they leave. And you'd never hear from them again because when you're dealing in such a small scale, you actually know what you're selling. Whereas when you're dealing in a big scale where you're trying to peddle junk Impalas you bought from auction. I keep focusing on, on Impalas and Malibus because I fucking hate them. Because everybody seems to want them but nobody wants to pay money for them. And they go through auction every single day of the week. So it's not that I hate them. They're just, yeah, I fucking hate them. I, I lied to you. I fucking hate them. I, I want a car with some soul, not four wheels that get me from point A to point B. Um... So yeah, we got away from that and we got into, we got sucked into the whole do what everybody else is doing and that's never been me in life. I'm not a do what everybody else is doing kind of guy. I go against the grain in just about everything and I don't know if that's by design or if that's just how I happen to be, but uh, if somebody tells me don't do that, I want to do it and if somebody tells me you shouldn't do that, I want to do it. And if somebody tells me, why would you do that? I go, because I fucking can. I'm just me, and I do what I want. And there are people out there like me, I think. I mean, there must be, because I do sell cars, and people tend to like what I build. Um, maybe not all the time, but a lot of the time. I'm getting ahead of myself here. What I'm trying to say is, we're, we're going to change everything. I'm probably beating this to death, for all of you who are listening. I'm going to do what I want, and we're going to start restoring cars from my house, small scale, one car at a time. We're probably going to keep five cars on the lot, just, I'm not going to say boring cars, but harder to find cars. I got that H2 Hummer, I've got a supercharged Jag that I wanted to keep, but chances are it's going on the lot. Um, I've got my Grand Marquis, which... I realize a Grand Marquis seems like a grandpa car, but this one's a bit of a hot rod. It's got dual side pipes on it. It's loud as fuck. It's tuned. It's got 18-inch Mustang wheels. It's not something you're going to find everywhere. Uh, it's also not a high-dollar car, but it's something fun. Something you're not going to be able to just go buy off a nearby car lot. So that's kind of what I'm going to focus on selling. Uh, I'm going to work on my imposter syndrome. I'm going to work on kind of transferring to more of a entertainer role um, with the YouTube thing. I think a lot of what Bryce and I do is similar to what other people do on YouTube. And if I can figure out a way to market ourselves and basically just videotape all the dumb shit we already do, we're probably going to make money doing it. I mean, we cut the top off a Kia van a couple of weeks ago and made a convertible and went and did big burnouts with it and dumb shit. I mean, we do dumb shit all the time. So we're going to put that online and we're going to take a little bit of a turn in business. And anybody who gives me grief, I'm going to say, fuck off. I'm doing it my way now. I tried it your way and uh, I was miserable for three years. So I'm doing it my way. Uh, simple as that. Nobody's going to tell me no because I'm the king of this household. Well, when my wife's not, but either way. We're, we're going to do it. 
and we're going to do it big time. We're going to work on our marketing, and if you like this show, if you like what I talk about or what I do, please follow me. Um, follow me either here. I will, like I said, be setting up a YouTube channel. I don't have links or anything to that yet, but I will find a way to put all of this together in one easy-to-find package once it's all set up. And ba basically just support what we're doing. Uh, I'm definitely nowhere near big enough to do merchandise or anything yet, so for now, just uh, tell your friends, hey, I know this dumb redneck who is doing what he wants in life, and he's got a really I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude, and he's entertaining once in a while. And when he's not entertaining, he's at least really good to look at. Okay, maybe not. Maybe that's just me too in my heart. Either way, uh, that's all I got for this episode. We're at about 20 minutes. Uh, we're going to go from here. We're coming back. We're going to come back bigger and meaner than we were the last time, and we're going to come back doing what I actually like to do, uh, rebranding everything and just kind of starting from scratch, hitting the reset button, and I hope you guys will all stick with me through it and support me in what I do. And if so, come back the next time and subscribe to this channel. And thanks, you guys. Peace out.